and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Holcomb. My guest this week is the very talented Carol Decker. Now, Carol is the lead singer of the British band Sapow, who back in 1987 had the massive hit Heart and Soul. It hit number four on the Billboard 100, and it was off their Bridge of Spies album, but in the States, it was simply titled Sapow. The album had seven singles released overseas. Unfortunately, Heart and Soul was the only one in the States. Their follow-up album, Rage, in 1988, wasn't even released in the States. So we kind of talk about the hesitancy of the U.S. market for Zapow. Their last album, 2015's Pleasure and Pain, was fantastic. I highly recommend it. They've had a couple singles over the last year or so, so we're definitely ready for some new music from Carol and the band. We talk about how she dealt with the pandemic, and she shares a great Star Trek story. We all know Tapau is based on a Vulcan character from the Star Trek original series. Carol, very nice, very interesting, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with her. So Carol, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Yeah, so we're actually celebrating almost an anniversary now. We're two full years into this pandemic uh here i know it's kind of like lessened you know restrictions are pretty much all but gone and you know things are somewhat back to normal how is it over there for you guys um as we speak it's normal because the best thing that ever happened i don't know what you guys have picked up on the news but you know boris got caught having loads of parties right downing street that Firstly, he didn't know anything about, then he did know about them, but he wasn't there. Then he was there, <laughs> and, but he didn't know it was party. He thought it was an after works meeting. And all that. But it was the best thing that could have happened because everybody basically said, well, stuff you. I've right. been under house arrest because you said I had to. Yeah. So stuff you, we're not doing this anymore. And so we're all pretty much back to normal completely, really. Which is oh, that's, great. Yeah, that's good. So how did like the last years affect you, like, you know, tour wise, you know, personally, professionally? Uh, professionally, obviously, all our gigs fell through for two whole years, um, getting busy again now. And it's kind of nerve wracking. Hmm. I was in the other day for a, a cruise I'm doing okay. an cruise with um, ABC and right. uh, Tony Hadley and Altered Images, a whole bunch of us. And everyone's sort of nervous and anxious, like we've forgotten how to do our job. Right. Yeah, like I'm going to sing and what, will any, what noise is going to come out of my mouth? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, glad the world's coming back. Scared I'm not capable anymore. I think oh, I'm sure you are. <laughs> we're, just, we're just all feeling anxious. You know, right. the drummer, the bass player, even the crew going like, oh, my God, I used to be able to spin so many plates. And now I'm, I can't seem to multitask. And, yeah. And, you know, um. I wasn't that productive. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> um, it affected me psychologically very badly because I just thought um, our government and most governments around the world were hysterical, turned it into the bubonic plague, frightened the shit out of everybody, where unfortunately it was a nasty virus for the elderly and the vulnerable. But for most of us, it you know, I had it, my husband had it, and I wouldn't wish it on you, but right. I've had worse for it. I've had worse flu and yet they've all the governments around the world took this hammer to crack a walnut singular approach and we all lost our livelihoods some of us lost our minds you know over here there were some children murdered because they were in abusive households 
and because no one was at work, they weren't at school, social right. service. That's what locked, that's the kind of thing that lockdown did to people. It drove us all nuts and turned us against each other. Another thing, like, you know, you had you had Trump and that whole, you know, you, your camps there. We had Brexit that split people apart and then lockdown did too. And you if you raised your voice to question it, you were callous, you didn't care if people died. So frankly, I nearly went fucking insane. And my, my defiance syndrome was off the scale because I felt impotent in my own life that I could no longer make decisions about my own life. Right. So that drove me insane. So that's full disclosure there. Yeah. Um, put out a couple of download singles, uh, but didn't really because I just spent all my time being angry and drunk. I really sort of learn a new language, write a screenplay or a new album. Right. I know some people, some people were really productive. I wasn't, I was just, like I say, I was just furious and drunk for about 18 months. Yeah. Well, it's, it's good thing now it's all but back to normal and you can kind of live our lives now and kind of go back to doing what uh, you loved and what we loved about, you know, your music. So yeah. Now I'm just drunk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right. At least you won't be miserable, right? <laughs> or angry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I just I recently just got your um your latest box set, the the, the Virgin anthology, anthologies, which yeah, which which I really love. It's it's very yeah, it's it's very in depth, very thorough. A lot of versions of great songs. Um, how much of a hand did you have in putting that, that together? A lot. I kind of was sort of production supervisor on it. So, um, you know, I, I sort of, they, they can. Uh, my old label was Virgin, but now uh, Universal just own everything, right. everybody. Uh, so they, they came to me and they can do what they want because they own the masters of a lot of the old stuff, but they don't want to do that, which is great. So they came to me and said, do you want to work with us? And and I said, of course, you know, if my name's attached to something, it still reflects on me. Yeah. So um, in as much as it was a budget range, you know, um, uh, I think we made it look really classy. It's a great picture on the front. It's very simple artwork. Um, they, they, you know, they ran all the kind of listings by me and there were a couple of tracks that they, they'd missed. That I said, oh, you haven't got that. And there was that B-side there. And I also ran it by... Um, a chap that runs my Facebook, who's a super fan and remembers more about me than I do. <laughs> so I, I ran it by, by Dino and he went, no, yeah, 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 they need this, 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 they've got that, that that's great, you know. So it was good and it was very well received and went into mm. like, um, you have the billboard charts right. in America, which is your main big one. And um, we have the official chart over here. So, and there's all those disseminating charts on yeah. the Same Amazon here. chart, yeah. iTunes, which is great. Charts and charts, great. Yeah. Really likes charts. That's fun. But we actually went into the top 20 with it. Oh, great. The official chart, which was such a blast, yeah. you know, having had a kind of mainstream hit for quite some years. That was, hmm. that was fun. It was very well received. Yeah. Because, you know, there are so many, like, no matter like who the band is, like the record companies will just put out compilations all the time without like the artist's like approval because they have, you know, the rights to the song. So it's got to be frustrating. Yeah, that has happened to me years and years ago. Virgin just put out some ghastly shit. Yeah. Quality. Sorry, am I meant to swear on your podcast? I, Go right I, ahead. I have a potty mouth. Anybody <laughs> quite all right. 
yeah and they and the picture they put on the front was a picture that i remember rejecting when i picked right. the cover for the promise our third okay. album right and sadly my father had not long died um oh. it died at the end of 1990 and we were just finishing the album early 91 and i was still crying a lot and my the whites of my eyes were pink so I had to scour through all these photos, try and find one where I didn't look like I've been crying for weeks, you know. <laughs> and they put one of those pictures on the front of this shit compilation. Of course. Like, <laughs> I look like a rabbit, you know, pink, pink <laughs> mouse or something. Right. <laughs> but they just didn't have any care. But we have a wonderful woman at Universal called Caroline Allen Coyle, and she's been put in, in, in charge of what they call as a heritage artists. Yeah. Makes me sound like a grand old house, you know, <laughs> right? A stately home, but she's the same age as our age, and um, she gets it. And she's got so much respect for us, and wants to make sure that we're we are involved in any heritage releases. And um, I was very happy to to be part of it. Yeah, you mentioned like that term, you know, heritage, and there's so many bands and artists like that now who release new music, but they, it kind of goes by the wayside because they only play like three or four artists on, on the radio now. I, mean, I don't listen to regular radio, I listen to like, you know, satellite or like Spotify yeah. or whatever, or my own CDs, because it's yeah. hard to like hear new music from those artists that we all know, we all love, and now we can pay more you know, money for it because we're older, we have disposable income, but yet th there's no outlet on the radio no, it's, it's really frustrating i mean obviously all my old stuff gets played around the world on a daily basis on right. the eight formatted stations and mm -hmm. that's fantastic it, that is fantastic but i can't get any traction on new music because the new the the stations that i used used to be hot on you know they want kit they want the new kids and i was a new kid 30 years ago right uh, and the, there isn't a, a space for an an older established artist with some new stuff you've just got your fan base and if across the years your hardcore fan base gets is getting smaller then there's yeah. not a lot of traction there you know there is a lot of lovely loyalty but there's not a lot of traction right. for sales and i know exactly what you're talking about because i've put records out and new albums and they've even had good reviews but the sales just it's difficult you have to go on the road and mm -hmm. literally sell it on the road yeah and um, we did a tour a couple of years ago for Pleasure and Pain. And I came out front um, to the merch desk. And I was longer on the merch desk than I was on the stage. <laughs> right. Signing and doing um, selfies with people, yeah. which was lovely. They got a signed album. They got a selfie. And I got their money. But that was the only thing I was going to get their money. And I was bloody knackered. It was like two and a half hours on the merch right. desk. Yeah. Hour and 15 on stage, you know. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, when heart and soul came out you wouldn't have to do that you wouldn't have to actually go and sell yourself you actually had people to do that and now yeah. it's like you're everything you're the you know you're the advertiser your promotion all you're all in yeah. one now and it's 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 a lot of more, a lot more work for you to, for a little payout it is it is it's um it's quite hard work um you know on the one hand obviously you've got your own little shop windows right. with your social media and and if you've got the energy to do it, you can keep a, a nice little life going for sure, you know. Yeah. And I do, I truly do. But of course, um, the the shock and awe of those huge hits is something you never get again. And it right. was it was amazing, you know, yeah. all over the world. Right. Having songs that were hits all over the world. And that's so exciting. Of course it was.
Yeah. I mean, cause I'll, I'll get to that in a sec, but like you mentioned pleasure and pain, which I, I love that album. It's such a good album, but yet like over in the States, you're only known for that first album, which is unfortunate because you have put out so many great albums since then, but pleasure and pain. I really love, you know, demolition man. I think it's probably my favorite song on that album.
fantastic show the other night. Right. Demolition, Demolition Man. Uh, there was just four of us on the stage. Demolition Man just took the roof off the place. They loved it. Oh, that's awesome. And my late mother, I lost my mum in 2014, and she, she heard all the demos um, for Pleasure and Pain, and she said, oh, Demolition Man, I love Demolition Man. Yeah. So at her funeral, we, we played her out with that. Oh, so that's she, great. I had a rock and roll send off with Demolition Man, which was brilliant. But well, thank, thanks for the compliments on the album, and and um, and I agree with you. I think it's a great album. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't have a label in the states, so yeah, there was no way of getting it to people right. out there. Yeah. I guess I'd have to track it down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's on there. And um, yeah. what was like reluctant, I should say, with the states about because the first album, you know, Bridge of Spies, here they called it to Pow. And like they only released Heart and Soul as a single, but yet you had so many other like songs that were released elsewhere that were hits. But why was like the States a heart for you guys? I, I can only tell you what I was told at the time. So we were signed to a little label called Siren over here, and Siren yeah. was by Virgin, but we were signed to Virgin Worldwide. So okay. Virgin America back then, um, there's a guy called Jeff Aeroff. He was in charge of everything, he was the big the big cojones and uh he loved heart and soul and he didn't get anything else they never released china in your hand which was right. went to number one for five weeks here they yeah. did release bridge of spies an edited version of bridge of spies was released as a second second single and i was told at that time it's a long time ago and i don't know if radio formatting mm. has changed you can tell me that they were going well what are you are you a rap band because heart and soul has that rap right band. of course yeah. you a rap band are you a rock band what are you and they didn't know where to put us of course and so power are very eclectic you know our songs are all different from each other yeah and i was told that that caused a problem in the states um i don't know if they even released rage which was the second album which did quite well in canada yeah. and was another platinum album over here right. I don't think it even got a release in America. Virgin were done with us. And I never really struck lucky again or had anyone show an interest in the band uh, stateside, which was a shame because I love America. Had such fun touring. Great country. Yeah, right. It, you know, it's a shame because like that album was was great. And like here we, you have to be. It's like it's unfortunate. Like you have to be like pigeonholed into one like genre where it just yeah. can't be a great band. Like there should be a section just playing all around. And you, you, yeah. you know, and there's so much different like genres on an album. And I, I think you want that. You don't want to hear the same song, you know, 10 times in an album. You want variety. I know the people who like make yeah. those decisions don't believe that, you know, it's, it's more like the fans who are like, I, I want to hear the range of Tapao. And like, yeah. and, yeah. you know, I'm, the artists want to do yeah. that as well, but it's just unfortunate how, it, you know, it kind of just, uh, it's a losing battle a lot for the artists in that regard. Yeah. And personally, you know, I, I can't format where I write. I just can't, you know. Right. I even had a little stab at writing with other writers for other people. And I don't have that skill. But yeah. I just am very idiosyncratic and eclectic in what I do. And that's just, just who I am and how I work, you know. Unbelievably, it's the 35th anniversary this year of yeah. Heart and Soul. And yeah, so were, were you surprised just like how massive that song got?
because heart and soul blew me away the first time we demoed it i thought it was really really special right. um so no um it, it still sounds so fresh today and i have to credit roy thomas baker right. for amazing production it still sounds great when you hear it on the radio so no um china in your hand was the one that that fascinated me i thought it was a you know a, an interesting song that had an interesting yeah. story to it and it was a kind of a straightforward ballad and it just was a massive in Europe. It was a theme she had on a scheme he had told in a foreign land to take life on earth to the second birth and the man was in command 
And I just thought it was it's a ballad. Mm, yeah. yeah. Ballad's a ballad, but Heart and Soul I always thought was unique. So it didn't surprise me at all that it was a big smash. Right. So who, was it Roy's idea for the overdub? No, no, no. It, the demo was like that. That was oh, okay. Uh, we were working with a producer called, I can't even remember, Andy somebody. He was just uh, someone our management that hooked us up with. Right. And we had the, the melody, um, the more than an ocean keeps us apart, that part of the melody. Mm-hmm. And, and the backing track, there was something missing. He said it needs something percussive. So we, we tried percussion. We tried noises, you know. And then we decided, what about another kind of more words, more backing vocals? And I just came up with the the words, in the, you know, something in the moon, like, yeah, just, my, uh, just filling in the gaps. Yeah. So we came to using vocals as percussion circuitously, you know, through trying out different things in the in the demo session. So by the time Roy Thomas Baker got the song and it was already, it didn't really change. All that happened was it the quality of this, the quality of the recording upgraded. You right. Know? Did uh, the name of the band? I'm not going to ask you where it's from because obviously everyone knows by now. But did you attract more Trekkie as a result of the name? In the states, I yeah. did, and I have to say, back in the late '80s, I had a problem with that because, okay, fast track. Thirty-five years later, you know how yeah. cool Comic Con is, right? Of course, all the big stars do Comic Con. Yeah, any sci-fi related work they're involved in. Yeah, the biggest stars in the world. Back then, uh, I apologize, Trekkies. <laughs> You were kind of nerds. <laughs> it was a completely different atmosphere. Right. I, I was a track. I was. I was a track. I was a nerd magnet. And I, I remember yeah. um, one journalist in New York was interviewing me in a hotel, and he he came. He had his fifteen minutes. I was on a press junket, and um, he he uh, sat down in front of me. He said, "Hi, how are you? Thanks for the interview." Opened up his briefcase, pulled out a pair of Vulcan pointy plastic ears. Oh no. <laughs> And without referring to them, put them on, then pressed his tape recorder, started the interview, and we just did the interview. And then still without referring to the ears or even making a joke, took them off, right. put them in his briefcase and said, nice to meet you, Carol, good luck, and, and left. <laughs> but like I say, now with Comic-Con, oh my God, you know, I could make a fortune out of you oh, nerds. Totally. Come back. Yeah, Come back. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Trekkie too. I mean, I don't, I don't have ears, but I mean, I love, love the show and like, you know, love your music too. But uh, like Monkey House, I love that song on there.
it's another one I think that probably could have been a single in the states as well as like Valentine and you know just like that album it just it, it it should have gotten a better you know deal I, I felt in the states I'm sure you do as well but it's just like I mean, it went quadruple platinum here. Right. Platinum. It's like millions and millions. And it's a shame because initially we thought America, because it got Heart and Soul before the UK did. Right. Heart and Soul was a re-release in the UK. It went into the top 100 and straight back out again. And we thought, oh, my God, they're going to drop us. It's over before it's begun. And um, RMD, David Betridge, did not like the mixes that Roy had done. So we were all having arguments about that. So I'm thinking, oh, that's it. My, you know, yeah. it's already and um america started to take to heart and soul and it started to climb the billboard chart and stay get to number four and stay on the chart for months yeah. then we got a reprieve thanks to america so it did come as an enormous shock and disappointment that america didn't get get us again after that you know yeah it's it, you know it's a shame because normally we do but it, it's just, I, I don't understand why because you had a massive single yeah that should have been you know at least another one here you know just to, to ride the wave but definitely i mean we i can't go into it it's too long ago too boring right and the guy just died our ex-manager he's he did screw things up he did okay. screw things up and um we were kind of kids doing what we were told and we thought he knew best and he made some serious mistakes in america that's all i'm gonna say pissed gotcha. off a lot he upset a lot of promoters right um and i think we just got caught up in all the middle of that and never yeah. got a chance to kind of come back right know? but it's it's ancient history yeah and, and 35 years of therapy have helped me almost <laughs> over it so right okay and the drinking <laughs> and the drinking too right <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah but you, you mentioned rage which also was a fantastic album but it wasn't released in the states i remember being uh, in New York, I'm from, originally from New York, so I went to the city with my mom and a Virgin record store, and they in the import section they had Rage. Okay. So I'm like, oh wow! So I, it was, this was like maybe four years after Bridge of Spies came out, so I was able just to get it and immediately fell in love with that album again. It was, you know, it was it was fantastic, and you know, Secret Garden, Only the Lonely. Yeah. There's some amazing songs there. So it's another unfortunate like treat that we missed out here. I know, I know, yeah. but I can't labor too much. On I know, yeah. Rest assured, um, it, it was a huge hit at home and we did well in Europe. Good. I didn't starve to death, so don't worry. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I know you mentioned you missed the States, but any chance of coming back over and performing? I would absolutely love to, but it it would have to. I don't see how I could, because, you know, there's like really costly visas involved. Right. I don't know who would put me on a tour with just one hit that people hopefully remember. It's a practical thing, really. Emotionally, I'd love, I'd be on a plane tomorrow. Yeah. And, you know, and slap around and do little clubs and stuff and just have a laugh. But I don't know how to make that work financially anymore, which is, is a real pity, you know. So anyone listening to this podcast wants to get to Power Back <laughs> to America. You know where I am. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that they have like you know those like eighty tours. You know here they have like the the lost eighties hits, and they always have like uh you know like you mentioned ABC. They're on it like Paca Seagulls. They always have these you know bands that I think you would fit perfectly. I, I you know, feel like that. I was approached by I think it's Retro Futura. Yes. Uh, yes. But I the production values were awful. Oh, okay. 
and you were meant to like just basically sleep on a bus most nights of the week and get showered at the venue and it was okay. like if i was 22 again I right would find it really exciting yeah uh, in my early 60s and after having risen up through the ranks in my career i don't do that anymore no so nor should you that wasn't gonna work you know yeah yeah absolutely but I tell you, if I, you know, if I'd have been like thirty years younger, I would have thought it right. was black. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, what is your relationship with like those songs now? Good. I mean, yeah. I, I, there are some um, songs that I love that kind of didn't hit the mark. Uh, we had a single out over here. Um, this is a road to our dream. Road we travel. Is it as bad as it seems? Does it count in your every thought? Oh, reaching for your dream Well, nobody comes to your door Nobody gives it away When you think you've found it
dad didn't that was a bit of a flop i think he went into the 40s over here and i love that it's very emotional yeah for me and um China in your hand obviously we always usually end the set with that and i barely have to sing it the crowd just sing it for right. me and heart and soul you know and we did a great show up in yorkshire uh last week where um it we sold the venue out it was a modest venue it was only like about 400 people we sold it out and they knew the words to all the songs oh that's great just the hits. Yeah. they knew like you they knew all the albums they knew all the tracks that was amazing so it was really nice to get such a, a huge response to the other tracks which we used to get um yeah. in the big old bad old days you know you'd be waiting to hear every track wouldn't you every right mouth yeah now, now with the kind of work i do which is you know in the uk and europe largely based around 80s retrospective you you get a nice an amazing response to your big hits but that kind of crowd doesn't really know any of the other stuff so you can get a little bit bored singing the same right yeah perfectly honest so the other night it was a joy to get people riffing on on monkey house on sex talk okay. on, right. on, on even songs from red which right. that really didn't get any traction yeah. at all some great songs on that but they knew them they knew it they were hardcore fans they knew the song oh good yeah. right so like when you like have new singles out you have like be wonderful which is great you know guess who's sorry now how like difficult is it or to throw those in in the set list i know you want to get it out there and you want to place their new songs but like you I said the audience response i haven't yet no um because we we haven't been able to get together so we've recently come out of all the pandemic restrictions but here, here's an example ronnie rogers you know right. formed power with me and yeah my he lives in wales wales okay. had a Completely different set of rules. So right. people get together and rehearse and all the rest of it. So I haven't yet been able to do a gig um, as we've come out very recently, where we've had the opportunity to sit down and work the new songs into the set. Because you, when you sit with a new song in rehearsal, you'll find out that things that happen in the studio, it's you yeah. have to make it a different way on the stage. Right. So it needs detail. So what we've done for the gigs that we've done this year is taken them. Um, a one-hour festival set that all of us know without having to get together and rehearse and we can knock that out of the park you know and it's right. got some relatively new songs in like it's okay. got run. and if you know run yeah and uh read my mind and people okay good they're a, couple, they're a couple of years old and people love them but i am going to get guess who's sorry now and in particularly um be wonderful into the set because that had that had a massive response when we right. put it out as a download single in May 2020, and we did a lockdown video that my kids directed. And yeah, saw that. It's great fun, and the, we had a great response to that. So, as soon as we can all get together, I want um, a proper rehearsal where we may not even have a show. I just want to routine those songs, get the yeah. harmonies worked out, make sure they fit with the rest of yeah. the set. And we haven't had the luxury of being able to do that yet. Okay. Now. Are you- the way like the used release those is like singles now is that going to be like the path going forward now because it, you can do it you can just release it like on you know on your sites on streaming instead of making a full blown album um we do want to make an album okay we do. um it's just scheduling has been an issue just lately but I, i'm not going to say it's neither or you know sometimes me and ronnie just say because it's largely still ronnie and i that do all the writing right and um particularly over lockdown we just 
you know you could do things remotely and get it mixed remotely and mastered and everything yeah. you were able to go oh, sod it let's just put a song out something to do yeah. isn't it you know? right but we think we are going to work on a new album we've got a couple more tracks on the, the go and i think we might then scoop be wonderful and guess who's sorry now into that album okay into that album and that body of work so yeah there are plans for for another album oh that's good looking forward to that yeah. do you remember where you were the first time you heard one of your songs on the radio oh, that's a really good question no no really no i just know to hear myself on the radio i, gr- I grinned like a cheshire cat <laughs> couldn't believe right. it you know? yeah but um the funniest thing was i stepped into an elevator in germany and this awful, you know, elevator music. Oh yeah, <laughs> awful sax version of China and your hand came on. And that made me laugh. Yeah, you really made it when you're elevator music. As well. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's because when I like well, now the mask res- restrictions are done, but like before, like I'd have it on whether it be in a store and you hear music and the song I like, I would just like kind of sing it, you know, very, very you know softly. And now I, I forget, I don't have a mask on, so I'll still sing it. And I um, heard um, Heart and Soul in the supermarket a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like walking around singing, it, you know, very lightly and, you know, try not to do it with people are in the aisles. But I did. And people kind of like look at you like, what are you doing? You know, it was like, I don't care. I just like to sing. <laughs> exactly. I sing. I've always got my headphones on in the supermarket. It's so boring. I'm probably singing yeah. or something, you know. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. that's great and uh no it's always a thrill to to hear yourself on the radio it's, it's always i never get over it and right. never get it no that's great yeah. yeah that's great but carol i really appreciate your time today this was great i look forward to new music when it comes out and fingers crossed hopefully we'll see you here sometime in the states oh thanks nolan and thanks to all your listeners i hope you'll all enjoy our little chat and come and look for tapau we're on uh, facebook it's all international isn't it Do I sound yeah like absolutely it's facebook is to power forward slash carol decker i'm always shouting my head off on twitter but you might not like that i'm just at carol decker and then if you go onto youtube and if you want to take a listen to um be wonderful just put you know to power be wonderful into youtube and you'll see the video that my kids made uh for me it stars our chickens our irish setter and a lot of junk food it's a fun video so you can always find us if i can't get to you usa you can find me so find me and a special thanks to carol for joining me today she gave you all her social handles but i'll give them to you again on twitter it's at carol decker instagram to pow carol decker and facebook to pow slash carol decker and if you have a guest suggestion hit me up on twitter at the first noel one nine or like the page living my youth on facebook go to itunes check out all the past episodes we've had while you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Shows on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music. Basically, wherever you can hear it. Podcast. A new episode comes in every week. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you then.